My mom and I arrive at the police station at 4.30 on the dot. A handful of cops talk on their phones, type on computers, or stand around. Normal stuff like on Law & Order, but my breath catches. Good morning and welcome to our The Hate You Give podcast. We're now on chapters 6 through 8. This is Miss Huff and with me today is... Miss Ellison, I'm so glad to be back with you guys. I know the last time that I was with you, I had not even started the book. And while I'm still behind, I will tell you that um, how I got excited about this book was sitting with a young lady. We read three pages together, and she and I both were so excited. In fact, she can't wait till I finish so I can hand my copy off to her um, (laughs) because she wants to finish reading it after just three pages. So if you haven't started yet... Grab a book and start. You can catch up easily. I love that. (laughs) Today's quote that I want to talk about comes from chapter seven, which is in the middle of what we're doing. And again, Lectio Divina, our sacred reading practice, has four steps to it. We read the quote and then we say, literally, what is happening in the text right now? Allegorically, how does this connect to other texts or world events or even to a previous point in this text? And then personally, how does it relate to our own lives? And a call to action, what are we committed to doing, you know, kind of to make ourselves better people after learning Mm. this. So today's quote is, Carlos will take you home, lock the door, stay inside, and don't let anybody in. You hear me? Those aren't zombie survival tips, just normal instructions for latchkey kids in Garden Heights. So I know step one, literally what's going on here is that Star's dad, Maverick, is telling Star, hey, you you know, you're about to go home and Uncle Carlos is going to take you and he's giving her instructions. And the fact that they are very specific about making her safe and then she says, but those aren't like zombie survival tips or even tips for being in the middle of tensions between police and Uh, her community, those are just the regular latchkey instructions in her neighborhood because who knows what goes on. Right. It sounds like the neighborhood of Garden Heights is not um, a very safe one. In other words, I I don't picture kids playing out in the front yard or even maybe playing in the backyard. I mean, it's, or maybe they just don't even have yards um, to play in, but it sounds like it's a very dangerous neighborhood. So if you're Man, if you're a latchkey kid in that area, imagine growing up with that kind of fear and survival instincts. And I'm sure that lots of kids are latchkey kids in that neighborhood because there are lots of parents working. And And work hours don't coincide coincide with school School hours. hours. (laughs) I know that from being a parent myself. And then also, I know that Star mentions, you know, that they have this pit bull uh, and that Bricks is, you know, there to scare people, but really he's just a softie and he's like on a chain in the backyard to scare people. And, you know, we know from her and her discussion that she saw her friend Natasha killed in a drive-by when they were playing in an open fire hydrant oh, wow. uh, when Natasha was 10 and Star was 10. So that's the neighborhood that they're living in, which requires them to lock up and be inside. And Yeah. Wow. And, and how that feels on you as a kid when you're supposed to be 
pretending to be Harry Potter. Um, as she talks about her and Natasha and Khalil doing, they pretended to be in Slytherin because, you know, the Slytherins all had money. So that's what they wanted to pretend to be in. And right. um, instead of casting magic spells, she's learning to be afraid of the people around her who are supposed to be her community. Interesting turn of phrase there. She's not learning to be safe. She's learning to be afraid, right? I mean, in in our in my society, and I guess I'm jumping to the last stage, but that personal connection is, you know, I was taught how to um, stay alive, right? How to be how to be a survivor, mm-hmm. not how to be afraid. Oh, that's interesting, right? And you said that she's learning how to be afraid. So that's I, interesting. You know, personal connection. You're right. I think about. I teach my own daughter things like as we're walking in our neighborhood that it's good to say hi to our neighbors, that we wave, that our neighbors are friendly. You know, I'm trying to teach her Mm -hmm. to trust the people in our community. And I know from when Star is at her dad's store and Mr. Lewis next door and going to get barbecue that there are people in her community that she trusts. And her dad can give her money to go walk and get barbecue for them for lunch and that's fine. But then also there are people that clearly she's not supposed to trust because she's not supposed to open the door for anyone. Right. And I think about being a woman when I was in college and the tips that everybody said to you for um, going out and, you know, never walk alone, especially after dark and make sure that somebody can drive. And if, if somebody is, once you're over age, a little too tipsy to drive, you know, y- you have to make sure that there's a sober person and you probably don't want to trust it to be somebody else. It should probably just be you because you don't want to be taken advantage of. And those were all things that were taught to me to keep me safe. And, I, and therefore, I was taught how to survive. I don't think I saw it as being afraid, but right. that's how I read it for Star. Isn't that interesting, the, the different pieces there? I wonder what she really feels. Well, I think in today's society, what we're, we're finding is a lot of parents, um, and I think it's a response to how we were treated or how we acted, um, that in, in a lot of ways, um, I'm not going to have what happened to, my ch- to me happen to my children, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm seeing a lot of that if... If he does this to me, then I'm going to one-up him and do something back, more negative, right? And as I was talking to some students yesterday, today's society speaks of that one-up. Like Gandhi said, but, but like Gandhi said, um, an eye for an eye only makes the whole world blind, right? Yes. If, if somebody speaks negatively about me and I come back with a fist, what All are they going to come back? escalate it. Right. What are they going to come back with? Mm-hmm. But how, how much more courageous would it be to forgive and it does take courage to it forgive. does and 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 to let go of that anger inside yes. of you takes a lot within because it's you a, right because it's about me not about them i can't change anybody else but i can change me and the other podcast that i listened to that inspired me for this harry potter in the sacred text they were talking about um that sort of anger and revenge and that really <laughs> 
the man who hosts it, Casper, said, revenge is a poison that we drink ourselves and expect the other person to be hurt by. And that's 100% true. Like, what does it do to me that I'm seeking revenge? It it poisons me. It doesn't do anything to the other person. It sounds like what Maverick, her dad, is trying to create in her is that shift away from that negative life even though he's telling her all these things to be safe, I'm wondering if he thinks that if I tell you these things to keep you safe, to make you more afraid, that you'll actually live to be an adult. Mm, when right? so many don't. Right, because you said Natasha was killed. We know that Khalil, Khalil was killed. All of these people around, she's experiencing death. Right. The party that death. The party that, they, that she and Khalil were fleeing, there were gunshots. That's why they were fleeing. Right. That's that's the the society or the environment that he's trying to raise a child in, mm-hmm. and and maybe, trying to make her come out of it. Yes. And she mentions the the Black Panther pledge that they have to memorize, and he is trying. I know from from that that he is trying to make his whole community better as well, right? Um, by embodying some of the principles from the Black Panthers, but also by owning a store. And by having it be a legal business and showing a model of an adult black male in the community being successful and not being in either the GDs or the Kings. So it's interesting. You say he has them do the Black Panther pledge. I can't wait to read that because I've only heard... Um, negative things about Black Panthers, right? So I think that this is a great shift for me, mm-hmm. a learning experience for me to learn more about that culture so that I can make a... A positive connection there? Not only a positive connection, but a wiser connection. Because oftentimes we do make um, decisions based on our inherent biases. Yes. And I was raised with this bias. And so I think by reading it and seeing it contextualized better or mm-hmm. in a different... And what a great I call can, to action this week. Yeah, I think that I think sometimes we need to, as Atticus said, <laughs> um, it's better to you can't judge a person till you walk in their skin. I uh-huh. think is his exact language. Um, I'm not sure their I'm shoes, it. but their actual skin. Their skin, right? And and I don't think that was made um, tongue in cheek. I think it was a really a true call for us that when, before we start, before we react. Mm-hmm. I think we do need to look at the context by which somebody would say something negative about us. Because is it because it's true? Normally it's not. Mm-hmm. It's more likely because they're jealous or because that's the only way they know how to raise them, their own self-esteem. And if we know that that's what they're doing, then we can have a greater chance of forgiving them. So I like the idea of looking at our inherent biases. I need to do that. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm continue my reading. I can't wait to read it and see how Mav interprets and uses that mantra of the Black the Black Panther privilege and then I think it's also we need to start looking at the context by which other people are responding or reacting or acting and what, what they're doing. What a great call to action and I need to go look up the name of a book that I read last semester um, but it was the first time that I saw the Black Panthers in a very different light because like mm-hmm. you I was mostly raised to see that you know Martin Luther King was the epitome of the civil rights movement but the Black Panthers and Malcolm X were violent and we don't want to be violent. And that was the context I was given at right. home and in school. Yes. And I start, since becoming a librarian, I have read more books and started to see a very different perspective in some cases about things that 
organizations did within their community and that the Black Panthers carried guns in the street in their neighborhood as a way to protect their neighborhood and when that and really they were trying to keep other violence and gang violence out of their neighborhood and they were like a pseudo police force right and and like everything when that, that was threatening positive, it went negative mm-hmm, yes and and when that was threatening to some of the people around them that's why there's a law in California that you cannot have open carry it was specifically mm. targeting the black panthers wow when they were trying to do something good right so i like i love this connection i love learning new things yeah. i love learning about people because i think people are more important than our principles yes and so when we put people first um we're gonna have a better society so let's make i, I will do that this week i will commit to always putting the person first or at least making my best effort <laughs> to seeing their side being in their skin and putting the person first yeah it's a great in philosophy order to, to live for. absolutely Thank you so much for doing this with me this week. Oh, it's always my pleasure. And I hope you guys are getting as much out of this as I am. And I look forward to next week when we start with chapter nine and move forward. Um, And pretty soon we're going to introduce another spiritual reading practice as well called Havrutha, which comes from the Jewish community. And I'm excited to do that too. Thank you guys. Bye.